Good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me for Business, The Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is Get to the Root Cause of Your Burnout. We're also having our chat with Christina and we're going to be looking at uh, keeping a positive mindset. We can see a lot of depression out there in the business at the moment and we're going to focus on those positive mindsets. But right now we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell who's a mentor with the Business Hunter Region Business Hub and we're going to talk about starting a business. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, Julian, and happy Small Business Month. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's always good to be happy. <laughs> and it's good to have Small Business Month and okay, celebrate so, all that we do. So so with it being Small Business Month, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to start my own business. Where should I start? So I think the, the key factor in starting your own business is knowing yourself, understanding your strengths, your weaknesses, and especially if you're somebody who's self-motivated or if you tend to be a bit of a procrastinator because to succeed in business, you have to be able to keep taking the next step and the next step, even when it's a bit tough. Um, you'll be your own manager. You won't have people telling you what to do. You have to have the motivation to get going and, and make things happen. And you also need to know your strengths and your weaknesses. So what are you really good at and what do you struggle with? And I would suggest to businesses that are thinking of starting to do a SWOT analysis and look at their personal strengths um, and that may be that they really like public speaking and if they're poor at something, write that down too. So perhaps even going to to the idea of writing um, double A4 page of their strengths and sometimes we look at that and go, oh, I can never come up with that many strengths, but we need to go and ask people, our colleagues and, and friends and family, what they admire about us because we can't always see our own strengths. And the next thing is to then list our weaknesses. What is it that you aren't good at or really don't like doing? It can be um, much easier to write a list of our weaknesses because people tend to be quite critical of themselves. But don't get carried away in that. We want to look at all the positive stuff. So go through your strengths then and tick the things that you really like doing. So you might be really great at maths, but you don't want to be an accountant. And then looking at the things that you're strong at and that you enjoy doing and see how that fits in with your idea of a business. Do those strengths play into that? business model and do your weaknesses hinder that success okay so I, i've done my swot analysis then and uh, <laughs> i found out what i'm good at and what i enjoy doing so i've got my business idea um what do i do next so then you research your business idea is it a real opportunity or is it a crowded marketplace is there a need for your product and service and if so, how many people need or want it? And you can find this kind of information from industry journals. Our local libraries in the Hunter are a great source of information. The census and local governments. And you may have a fantastic idea, but if it's a product or service that's infrequently purchased by very few people, you could struggle to grow it into a profitable and sustainable businesses. 
All businesses are solving problems for people and you need to identify how your ideal customer is currently solving that problem and if you can do it in a better way, in a more helpful way to them. Uh, and I would imagine that starting a business, I and mean, we always talk about the red tape in business, there are legal issues that I do need to consider. Yes, you do. So if you're considering having a business name other than your personal name, then you do need to register that with ASIC. It will cost you $36 for one year and $85 for three years. And if you Google search uh, registering a business name, you'll come up with a whole lot of um, ads. Those ones usually cost you. So if you're looking for a proper government website that ends in .gov.au to get Australian advice and business registration. You'll also need to register an ABN and if your turnover is expected to be over 75000 in the first 12 months of your business, then you do need to register for GST. And keeping accurate financial records is really important because if you don't, you can't claim your expenses. The next thing legally to consider is your business structure. Will you be a sole trader, a partnership, or do you need to be a company? And a lot of people are under the misconception that you need to be a company in order to be in business and employ people, and that's not true. You can be a sole trader and still employ people. And there's a couple of very interesting points you made just earlier there about uh, making sure that when you're checking for business names or even the ABN for that matter, that you use the government websites. And because if you Google uh, registering a business name, the top three things that come up in a Google is usually an ad for someone that wants to charge you three times as much. And I know yeah. many, many of my uh, clients have done that inadvertently in the past so that's a very good point so so okay i've got my business legally set up now i suppose the most important thing is for me to now find my customers how do i do that so marketing is that key ingredient that small business owners have to get used to doing and there's a lot of way to bring our ideas to market and find our people in-person events and networking groups are a great way to talk to people about your idea and get positive feedback or negative feedback. Maybe your idea isn't wanted and you need to refine it a bit. Uh, vehicle signage and building signage, if you've got an in a bricks and mortar premises, is great to bring attention to your business. And what's become increasingly important now is social media and having an, a social media present on things like LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. And of course, Every business needs to have their own website to bring all that traffic back to their digital home space. It's important to remember that you need to have cost-effective advertising. So not to do things just because your friend told you it was really good and it worked for them. Have a look at it and see if it will help you reach your target market. Not everybody will be your customer and a scattergun approach to marketing is really expensive and wastes a lot of time. So really understanding your ideal customer and marketing to them will save you time and money and help you reach more customers. So you've given me a lot of things to think about and it sounds quite challenging. Is there any way that the government can help me with starting a small business? Yeah, there's a fantastic program called the NICE program. It's a government program that's been running for 30 years, helping small business people start their own business. So if you're currently looking for full-time work, you may qualify for the NICE program. 
It's a six-week full-time business management course that covers all the basics you need to know about starting a business, including those things we've spoken about today. And it will help you grow a sustainable business. You'll get to answer all those burning business questions that you've got and get accurate information about it, and you'll develop an in-depth business plan. And you also get one-to-one business mentoring for 12 months. So you've got that hand-holding and support during those early days of growing your business. I know that there's a lot of uh, successful businesses around here in the Hunter that has started this way, and I believe you've got a course starting very soon. Uh, Can I find out more information? Yeah, you can visit the, our website, which is huntervalleyhub.com.au, and we've got a page there for the NICE program. We'll have everything you need to know. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time, and uh, we'll have a chat again next month. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kimberly Click Campbell there, the business facilitator at the Hunter Region Business Hub. And yes, very powerful course. If you're thinking of starting a business and uh, you are looking for work, the government's there to help you. You're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM. Time to have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And we were talking off air a little bit earlier about... Uh, the challenges that some businesses are having and their focus on some of the negative uh, way business is going. So we're going to talk about keeping that positive mindset. Yeah, I think so. So what I've noticed lately is a a couple of businesses have um, mentioned to me, you know, it's uh, it's hard out there. It's, you know, the things aren't what we thought. They weren't what we are, what they were last year. And then I started thinking about, I started taking particular notice of headlines, what people were writing in newsletters, um, what people were writing on newspapers, the news that was appearing on TV, and I've got to say that I don't, I very rarely do that. I keep mm. myself away from negative news, mm. um, and so it had quite a, a bit of a depressing effect. Um, I've got to say on mm-hmm. my mindset, yeah. um, because what happens when those messages are consistently sent at you, you start living in a world of what if. Well, what if that doesn't come off, and what if that doesn't work, um, and it kind of perpetuates a downward cycle. So, gone. And, and, of course, the law of attraction says that yeah. you're going you're gonna to create that. Exactly. And, and also there's multiple levels of research that are done on, you know, you are, the, you are the sum of the people that you hang around with. So surround yourself with positive mindset people, find the tribe that you belong to, um, and your whole psyche changes. And there's, a, there's two things that I'd like to, to tell listeners today. One is there was a study done in 1988, and it was called Two Mindsets. It's by Dweck. Um, she's a PhD, um, and she she did this study on uh, on mindsets, and she studied a fixed mindset as opposed to a growth mindset. And what they found was that the fixed mindset avoided challenges, gave up easily when obstacles happened. You know, when, when obstacles were put mm-hmm. in um, put put in their way, um, they their efforts were often fruitless. Because if you think something's not going to work, then it doesn't. Right. They yeah. ignored any useful feedback because they felt threatened and they um, they became very defensive. The people who showed um, the the opposite, a growth mindset, and had a desire to learn, embraced challenges. They persisted in in despite the setbacks that were put in their path, um, and they saw effort as a path to mastery. So everything was a learning phase. Criticism was something they learned from. They managed to find the lesson in many things. Uh, and there's, so Michael Singer, who um, wrote the Surrender Experiment, 
which is based on a true story about him letting go um, and surrendering to all the things that were going to happen to him instead of trying to control them and the story of his thriving. But it's even, it's even easier to test. If you go up to somebody who looks fantastic and you say to them, are you feeling tired or are you feeling sick? Observe their body language. Nine out of ten people shrink and they go, oh, oh, do I? You know, so they fall into the mindset of the words that are being thrown at them. You can actually test it. You can decide that you're going to have a very negative mindset and please don't do it for very long. Have a negative mindset. Put yourself down. You know, give yourself many negative thoughts for an hour and see how that makes you feel because we actually know the chemistry of the body and what it does um, and and the, the depressing effect that it has on the body as opposed to when you talk yourself up, when you're listening to happy music, when you're listening to happy words and the effect that that has on you. So they're really mm. simple experiments just to prove the concept to yourself but there's multiple researching being done now on in the area of what a positive mindset actually does for you and mm. the centres of the brain that it lights up and how it has this positive ongoing effect on your psyche and you do feel like you can deal with you know, obstacles and problems that are put in your way. That's not to say that everything is a piece of cake, but if we start, if we continuously listen to the downward spiral and the negative news, that is exactly what we're going to ask for and bring into. And, of course, in the 1980s, there was some very good other literature out. Uh, Norman Vincent Peale, The uh, Think and Grow Rich, and uh, Earl Nightingale, The, the, the uh, Secret of Success, and yep. Dale Carnegie, Enthusiasm is the Little-Known Secret of Success. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's ma- many pieces of, of, um, of uh, research that actually support the fact that if you have a positive mindset, positive things happen. Right. If you believe in Einstein's theory of relativity, you have to believe in the positive and the negative. So yeah. live in the negative, that's what's going to come to you, live in the positive. It's not as easy as that, definitely, um, but there are there is so much truth in, in what it is to have a positive mindset. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time. We'll, we'll keep positive for the next week and have a chat with you next week. We will indeed. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with the, the effect of uh, positivity on your daily life. Uh, positive and you're listening to business the law and you on 2nurfm it's coming up to 28 minutes to two time for our harvard business review tip and it's interesting this one fits in very nicely with the discussion we've just had with christina and i didn't know what she was going to talk about today and this one is get to the root cause of your burnout if you're feeling exhausted overwhelmed and even depressed at work you may be burned out the first step to remedying the situation is is to understand what's causing it. Try tracking how you spend your time for a week, either on paper or in a spreadsheet or in one of the many apps that are now available for tracking your time. For each block of time, write down what you're doing, whom you're with and how you feel on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 means angry or depressed and 10 means joyful or energised. This will give you a sense of which activities and people are diminishing your energy so you can start limiting your exposure to them. The goal is to decrease time spent on tasks, people and situations that drain you and to increase time on those that replenish you. As much as possible, try to jettison low value and high frustration activities. If you find that there are certain relationships that are especially draining, Interact with those people as little as possible. So some interesting comments there. It's a bit like uh, remaining positive in a mindset, isn't it? 
Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We had a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell from the Business Hub. And remember that new enterprise incentive scheme or NICE program is coming up again soon. If you're unemployed or and looking for work, then you may well qualify for that very valuable free program from the government that has been going for 30 years. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with us with more of the easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to talk about project management with Anne Morris from the Business Growth Centre. We'll have our Minute on Innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Dave Thomas, who is the founder of Wendy's, once said, what do you need to start a business? Three simple things. Know your product better than anyone. Know your customer and have a burning desire to succeed. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.